Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Friday show of the Right Wing Vegan. I'm Scott and I'm here solo today. And we are going to take a minute to pause. We're going to take a minute to pause. I think we need it. I think this has been an interesting week to say the least. I think a lot of our emotion is running high. And I want to say that to both sides, the right and the left. I think we have... In many ways, I think we have forgotten the humanity inside of us. I think we forgot what connects us as human beings. And we've become tribalistic to a point to where I don't think we're ever going to come back. Now, I say that knowing full well that in my life I have friends that I disagree with. And we make it work. We make it work. Now, we do that mostly by keeping our political conversation to a minimum. We'll bring it up, we'll make a few jokes, we'll say a few things, and we move on. You know, we play Call of Duty, or we do things that we we all enjoy together. But I have seen this week the ugly head of hate. Now you're going to say, come on, Scott, come on. Come on, man. This has been going on for years and years and years, and you're right. You're right. Bush was stupid. Remember that? That was that was the narr- that was literally the narrative. Bush is stupid. Bush is stupid. You know? That that's what they said. They argued that Ronald Reagan wasn't all there. That he was mentally deteriorating. They say Mitt Romney was milk toast. I think Joe Biden called Mitt Romney a racist. Said something like he had books of women or something like that. Folders of women. I remember that. They made fun of John McCain because he couldn't raise his arms up. Because he was a POW. I was never a big supporter of McCain. I was never a big supporter of Romney. But the left takes no, no, no opportunity lightly to attack someone's character. And we've seen evidence of this today. Just today. You wake up today, you get ready for work, you eat your little breakfast, you turn on the news, and what do you see? What do you see? Lawyers are withdrawing from the Trump campaign. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why? What, what is going on? You know, Why are lawyers pulling out? Now, they're making claims that they fear that these lawsuits are pulling at the strings of democracy. But we also know that earlier this week, the same law firm was targeted by the awful scumbags over at the Lincoln Project. Now, the Lincoln Project, who, if you read any news articles about them, will say they're a conservative group. These guys are about as conservative as a giant rainbow-colored dildo, in all honesty. They're not conservative. This is a group of crooked cronies who milked the conservative teat in the Republican Party for all of the milk it could get out of it. And then when Donald Trump came in and he kicked their asses out, they ran running over to the Democrat establishment who who hugged them in their warm embrace and brought them in. And now the Lincoln Project pretends like they are conservatives when in reality they are just grifters. They will they will attach themselves to any cause that they think that they can make money off of. And what did the Lincoln Project do this week? They proved how awful and terrible they are. They really are. Anybody who does business, anybody who associates themselves with the Lincoln Project from here forth is a scumbag, a villain, and is just of moral repute, rebuke. 
They are the worst human beings on earth. So the Lincoln Project earlier this week posts the email address and phone numbers of two attorneys who work for this law firm, the Pittsburgh branch of this law firm that pulled out of Trump's campaign today. Isn't it just convenient that a couple days after their phone numbers and their emails get posted, they pull out of the case? Gee, I wonder why. I wonder if it's because a bunch of neckbeards who live in their mom's basements and have nothing better to do with their lives decided to call these numbers, have all their little friends call these numbers and harass these people, probably threaten their families, probably threaten their livelihoods. We know how the left does. We know. And so now lawyers are pulling out of the Trump Trump's uh, lawsuits. It doesn't matter. Trump will get more attorneys to represent him. But it is acts like this from human beings. These are human beings. Now, you might be deceived. You might think that's not a human being because a human being couldn't be capable of something so low. But a human being will do anything to line its pocket with gold. We have seen it time and time again. And here you go. I've seen it in my personal life. Earlier this week, just yesterday, I believe, a friend of mine receives a letter in the mail because she just so happens to be a Christian who supports Donald Trump. This letter was threatening. I think it, it, it referenced the term, you need to be nipped in the bud, whatever, you know, whatever. What do you mean by that? And of course, this coward who sends the letter just puts it in her mailbox, doesn't identify themselves. Of course not. Why would, why would they identify themselves? But they have to know that her husband is a police officer. They have to know, because I, I don't think that she had any Trump insignia in her yard, so they have to know her personally, to know her political leanings. So someone that she personally knows sticks a letter in her mailbox threatening violence against her because of who she voted for. This is where we've come. This is where we've come. This should surprise no one. Everything that I'm saying right now should surprise no one. These are the tactics that we have come to expect from the left. Now, the moderates are going to say, well, it's both sides. No, it is not both sides. It is not both sides. It is the left. The left is the enemy of the people of the United States. And until we wake up and we see that, until we wake up and we realize what they're, what they're trying to do, what they've been trying to do for the last 40 years in this country... We're going to keep getting taken advantage of by people who do want nothing more than to do us harm. You, you, you have to, you have to be, first of all, mentally challenged to, to have somebody who you've spent your life getting to know I've, I've get or whatever. It doesn't even have to be your life. You've spent a year of your life getting to know this person. Now, you know this person as a human being. You probably know their spouse. You know, you know enough about them to know they are a Christian. And you know enough about them to know they're voting for Donald Trump, which most people do not make public. That means you're probably in their inner circle. Because a lot of Trump voters have to hide that they're voting for Trump or they get crap like this done to them. And you would choose, you would choose, knowing this person, knowing their heart, knowing their soul, their struggles, Knowing them as a human being who has children, you would choose to do this under the guise of anonymity, of course, because you have no balls, because you're not a, because you're a coward. I would challenge the person who would do something like this to, to fess up, show who you are, live up to your beliefs, stand behind them, 
Don't be a coward. Don't write a letter and put it in a mailbox without your name on it. Own your own your crap, man. You want to you call somebody out for their beliefs, be man enough to stand there and do it in front of their face. Or human enough, whatever. Am I allowed to say man enough anymore? Who knows? Because the world's so effed up in 2020, I might not even be allowed to say that. This is when I see stuff like this, it makes me furious because I know this person is a good person with a good heart who wants nothing more than to just raise their family in peace. You know what? Their husband, her husband's a cop. So she's taken a lot of crap this year, man. A lot of unnecessary crap because her husband is a good cop. But people on the left have fooled people. And I, you know what? I'm not even as mad at the people on the left because I don't expect them to act like human beings. I don't expect them to act like anything, any entity that has any moral fiber or being or anything. I expect them to be jackasses. I expect them to be subhuman. What I don't expect is for all of these sheep. They are what, what, what infuriates me are all of the, the in, uninformed pieces of crap that voted for Joe Biden without knowing anything about what he was going to do. And these are the same people now who are coming back now that he's announced he's going to lock us down again. They're the same people who are on Twitter going, whoa, 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 wait a minute, whoa, another lockdown. Oh, whoa, I didn't know he was going to do that. How did you not know he was going to do that? He said it over and over again. Now, to be fair, maybe you didn't understand what he was saying because he, he can't speak English. Because his brain's gone, you see. But he said it over and over again. I'm going to listen to the scientists. I'm going to do what the scientists say. I'm going to bow down to Dr. Fauci and do whatever he wants me to do. That's what he said. And now you people voted for him because uh, I just, I can't live uh, four more years of success. I, I, how can I be successful for, successful for four more years? What am I going to complain about? I got nothing to complain about. All I complain about is the orange man. And the orange man's so bad, I got to get him out of there. Oh, this guy wants to lock us down? This guy wants to raise the minimum wage to $15? Putting 2 million jobs? Bye-bye. See ya. Sending him bye-bye. Most of those jobs will affect women, by the way. There was a study done. It's true. Bye-bye. Sorry, women. We don't care about you. Unless you're, unless you're of color, we don't care about you anymore, women. See ya. And we only care about the people of color because we need to trick them into believing we're actually doing something for them so that we can enslave them again and then and then and then use them for their votes every four years. I just I'm so fired up. I'm so fired up because I'm so sick and tired of people attacking people because of who they are. And I may have, you know, I just did it. I just I, look. I just did it because I'm so enraged that you're you, they're they're causing me to go to their level. But but the thing is, they'll fight on that level, expecting us never to go there. They'll fight on that level, and they won't stop. And you can morally speak down to them and wag your finger at them all you want. They don't give a crap about your finger or you or your system or your beliefs. They want to burn it all down, man. And they'll keep punching you right in the balls. And you'll say, oh, how dare you punch? Well, you know, I would never do that. That's what you'll say. I would never do that. And then they'll just keep hitting you right in the balls. Just over and over again. Boom, 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 boom. While you're standing on your moral high horse. At some point, we got to go down there and fight them in the gutter. We got to punch them in the balls. Or at least block our balls from getting punched. One of the two. 
We can't keep taking shots down there, man. They're going to keep punching. Did I insult Biden voters? Yes. I would insult uninformed voters any day of the week. I would. Because there's nothing more pathetic than, than doing that. I'm sorry, there isn't. You don't have a moral obligation to go and vote if you don't know what in the hell you're voting for. You're actually hurting the country by doing that. It's my civic duty. I don't know anything about either one of the candidates. One of them could be a child raping murderer. I know nothing about them, but I'm going to go vote for the blue one because, uh, because I, I've been told that's what I got to do. So I'm going to go vote for the blue one, even though the blue one could be the, the rapist. You see that right there? If you're an uninformed voter, how would you ever know? Not by watching CNN or MSNBC. You wouldn't know. You actually have to work nowadays to learn the truth. It's not readily available for you. You got to seek it out. You got to find it hiding. So yeah, uninformed voters piss me off and maybe I did just insult them, but you know what? Get a freaking clue, man. You pushing that little button that affects people. It affects people's lives. It affects people's wallets. I just don't like Trump. I, you know, I don't care how many good things he's done for this country. I'd rather watch this country burn in hell. I'd rather watch this country end than vote for Trump. Are you effing kidding me? You have to be the dumbest person in the effing universe to have that opinion. But you know what I would never do? I would never stick an anonymous letter in someone's mailbox. I'll tell you to your face what I think. If I think you're acting like a dumbass, I'm going to sit here and tell you, hey, dumbass, stop. That's the difference. They'll punch in the the balls when you're not looking. I'll punch in the balls right in front of your face. Because that's what we got to do. But I'll at least have the courtesy to look you in the eyes when I'm doing it. Which I think puts me a step above them. An anonymous letter. What a freaking... So many words I can't... I don't... I I shouldn't say. Let's take a look at the state of the election. Now, we've been doing this all week. And we're not really in in much of a different place than we were at the beginning of the week, right? Trump's got his challenges. He's waiting on some decisions. I would fully expect more cases to be filed. We're not done yet. We're not close to being done yet. But I do want to go state by state, and I want to just take kind of take a look at where we're at. Now, I'm going to highlight six states. These are the six battleground states. These are the states that are really mostly in question. Everything else is kind of settled. It's really these six states, I think, that are, that are kind of the ones in question. And I'm going to start with Arizona. Many, many news outlets actually called Arizona today for Joe Biden. So they'd been holding out making the call because votes had been coming in, right? We'd be getting batch after batch after batch of votes. It kind of looked like maybe Trump was going to turn it around. Now I don't, it doesn't. Um, so uh, they called, they called it for Biden. Okay. Very few votes separate the two of them in Arizona, but they called it for Biden. So on November 5th, We're going back now, November 5th, okay? The Trump campaign and the RNC asked an Arizona judge to let them join a lawsuit. There was already a lawsuit that alleges vote tabulation equipment. Metro Phoenix was unable to record a voter's ballot because she completed it with a county-issued Sharpie pen. So this was Sharpie Gate. We remember Sharpie Gate. Sharpie Gate was on Twitter. It was really hot and heavy. People were jumping on on the bandwagon with it. Um, They dismissed their legal challenge because when, when you looked into it, you found that these Sharpies weren't really negating the votes. 
Now, these people who filed suit, they believed their votes were being negated and they were being ordered to use a Sharpie pen knowing that the, the votes were going to be negated. But it turns out the votes weren't negated. Sharpie gate died. But you know what? What happened there? Look, somebody alleged something. An investigation was done. It turned out to be false. We move on with our lives. That's what needs to happen. And if it turns out to be false, it turns out to be false. And, and one side has to accept that. But you got to get people to a place where they're willing to accept that. Right now, they're not. Because every corner you look around, you see more and more shenanigans. And we need to put a stop to this so that half of the country isn't alienated. I know the left wants to just clasp their victory. They want to enjoy it. But you know what? Hubris goes a long way, my friends. And if you really want unity, which they preached, they did for a little bit at least, that they wanted to unify the country. This was Joe Biden's big idea. You got to let these processes play out. November 7th, the Trump campaign and the RNC files a lawsuit over rejected votes in Maricopa County. The lawsuit alleges in-person votes were disregarded as a result of improper guidance provided by poll workers. Okay. That lawsuit is pending. Now you come to today, November 13th, the Republican Party of Arizona files a lawsuit against Maricopa County recorder Adrian Fontes and other state officials seeking a hand count of votes of the precinct by precinct, not just of they already did a hand or they already did a recount of Maricopa County. And it turned out that they, they're claiming that all of the votes match. So now the Republican Party is asking that they want to do a hand recount by precinct for Maricopa County. So they already did a machine one. They want a hand one. That's what they're suing for. This litigation was filed today. It is obviously still pending. But that is where we stand in Arizona. Lawsuits are being filed. Okay? So, so the media calls Arizona fine. But we can't call Arizona until these lawsuits are done. You got to play the legal game. It's just part of the rules. It's part of the, part of the thing we do. And it's good. It's good. I'm going to move to Nevada. Nevada. On November 5th, a third-party lawsuit filed in Nevada, which had several of its allegations promoted by the Trump campaign, seeks to change signature verification procedures used for processing ballots. The lawsuit, which was announced by the campaign during a press conference, um, it included the uh, congressional campaigns of two Nevada Republicans as well. A voter was also included on this lawsuit. On November 6th, that's the following day, a federal judge denied the request for a preliminary injunction or a temporary restraining order. So they were they were going uh, to block the use of the signature verification. So the question was the verification machine. They filed a an injunction because they want to review this. That injunction was denied, so the machine continued to count votes. The case is still active. Okay, now this is as of November 5th. I think it's done, and I think counting is done in Nevada. But no other actions has been taken have been taken in that in that case. Now, there were other lawsuits that were tried to be brought in Nevada. Those have been denied. Nevada's looking pretty rough for the Trump campaign. I'm not going to lie. Now, any of these can be challenged up, and that's what's going to happen. They're going to be challenged up. That is the way. Now we get into the spicier ones. Let's go to Georgia. November 6th, Georgia's Secretary of State announced that the state will have a recount. On November 11th, Georgia's Secretary of State announced the state would conduct a manual hand recount. That is where we are at in Georgia. So Georgia's simple. 
They're going to do a hand recount. This is important because it's been said that they're going to audit the ballots as they do the recount. That's important because not, you don't just want a recount by hand. You need somebody to take a look at these ballots and audit them. You need somebody to make sure that the ballots are valid, right? Postmarks are, the, you know, everything is there. You need to make sure the there is there. But Georgia, at the very least, we're awaiting the results of a hand recount. We're going to get a hand recount. I want to jump to Michigan. Several lawsuits in Michigan, okay? There's not just one lawsuit. There's several lawsuits. Okay, and more litigation to be followed. But it is important to note that a lawsuit that was filed in Wayne County Circuit Court, it essentially alleged, 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 alleged voter fraud. That suit was dismissed today. A judge ruled against them. They denied the request. And, and, but the cases are going to move on. Okay, we're not done. It's important to note that on November 10th, the Trump campaign sued Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson and other officials in federal court alleging pervasive election irregularities and violations in Wayne County. The lawsuit also seeks to determine the accuracy of tabulating equipment and software. That case is pending. So again, multiple lawsuits in Michigan. Then we go to Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, the... Either I believe they're going to do a recount. They're going to do a recount um, in Wisconsin. So we'll, we're going to see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Top election officials are saying there was no, there was no uh, systemic uh, or widespread fraud. This was on November 11th. I don't know what top election official means. Who is that? But apparently the top election official. So needless to say, litigation still going in, in, in Wisconsin. Okay. Now, I should also mention in Michigan, the some state senators are calling for an audit. They're asking for an audit. I should, I should mention that. Now the big one, Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, they are seeking to stop the certification process. But there's, there's a big deal here. And it was the way that, that mail-in ballots were handled. In some counties, it was alleged that People were allowed to, people were encouraged to cure votes in Democrat counties. Democrat voters were contacted to cure votes and Republican voters were not. This was different county by county by county. Some were accepted past the date that they were supposed to accept them on postmarks. Obviously, there's impropriety potentially. There's a lot going on in Pennsylvania and the big lawsuit comes in Pennsylvania, the one that we think the Supreme Court's going to take a look at. And basically, they're arguing the 14th Amendment. They're saying, look, look, some ballots were treated differently than others. Here's evidence of that. And we believe this violates the 14th Amendment, which states that all ballots, all votes should be treated equally. If it turns out this is true, then the question becomes, what does the Supreme Court rule? Because if this makes its way, it's, its way all the way up to the Supreme Court. 
And the Supreme Court says, absolutely. Absolutely, there's some impropriety here. And X amount of mail-in ballots must be thrown away for X reason. That now sets a precedent, you see. And other states can now be sued, lawsuits going to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court now has precedent. They can, they can look at that and they can use that in their ruling in other states. So it almost sets the bar. If the Supreme Court rules in Trump's favor in Pennsylvania and a mass number of mail-in ballots get thrown away, Trump could very easily then sue in the other states. Those cases could also go to the Supreme Court. Same ruling follows and Trump wins the election. Pennsylvania is the big one because it's probably going to be the first one the Supreme Court gets and it's going to have the most impact. And do not think for one second Trump doesn't have a chance. Not only does Trump have a sound legal argument, when you look at it, he does. Bush v. Gore, baby. Bush v. Gore. All votes must be treated equally. And in Bush v. Gore, the issue was hanging chads. What, what's defined as a hanging chad? I don't know. How did you determine this one was a hanging chad versus this one? The Supreme Court rules in favor of Bush. Says, uh-uh. Stop the count. It's over. There's no count to stop here because most of them have already been counted. But the Supreme Court could certainly say, throw those ballots out. Or enough evidence of impropriety or, or software issues or all that could come to the court. And the court could say, you know what? We can't certify. This state can't certify its results until it figures itself out. And it just so happens that three justices on the Supreme Court were appointed by Trump. And three justices on the Supreme Court worked for Bush during Bush v. Gore. The opinion that they argued in the year 2000 is the same opinion that Trump is arguing this time. It'd be hard for a judge to look at the argument they were making back in 2000 and not make the same decision now, right? I don't know. It's possible. And maybe Trump's a genius and he knew this. And that's what made him put Kavanaugh and Barrett on the bench. I don't know. Now, outside of our state-by-state -state review there that I gave you, there's other factors that need to be discussed. Investigations need to be done. This is not the only reason that people think this election was held improperly. When you look at the data, it just doesn't make sense. You had bellwether counties. That always, you know, they their vote always determined the presidency, basically. Their vote's in line with who becomes the next presidency. And we had a long streak of that. But that was broken this year because every bellwether county said Trump and we got Biden. That doesn't make a lot of sense. If one got it wrong, fine. But for all of them to get it wrong, that's a little fishy, right? When you look at Benford's Law, Benford's Law talks, away that, talks about the way data should present itself. You know, as data escalates, it does so in a manner that makes it realistic. If you violate Benford's law, that's an indication that there could be fraud. And this election absolutely violated Benford's law. Voter turnouts were record, record high. And in some cases, over 100%. That is odd, right? At the very least. In Australia, you can go to jail for not voting. It's a crime. And they don't even get 100% turnout. So for us to reach over 100% in certain counties and certain districts in this country, that is odd. Large swaths of votes would just come in overnight. You'd go to sleep, you'd wake up, and all of a sudden Joe Biden would have 150,000 more votes. And then the argument that they made was, well, 
all of those votes were for votes were for Biden consecutively. There were no Trump's Trump votes in that 150,000 vote dump. How in the world are we supposed to believe that? In what world is that realistic? It's not. The Dominion software. Uh, there's a lot going on there, man. Glitches. There, there potentially could be some impropriety. Some whistleblowers have come forward. A lot of odd stuff. You got affidavits from individuals who saw funny business and have reported it. Now they signed an affidavit. They've sworn to it at this point. Penalty of perjury. And the biggest question of all that we should ask ourselves out of all of this. Why are the Democrats so damn opposed to an investigation? We know the way to bring the American people together, to bring faith back to the election process, to bring faith back to our systems and our institutions, which we so desperately need because we've seen criminal after criminal after criminal just get away with things. The Dems should be for an investigation. You want to know that your man won fairly, and they are not. Typically, when people don't want an investigation, it's because they committed a crime. I'm just saying the weirdest of all of this. Why do the Dems not want an investigation? Ask yourself that. So we talk about what's next. Well, his lawsuits are all going to play themselves out. We'll see where it goes from there. There's also the potential lawfare victory Trump could try and get where he jams up the courts so much that these results can't be certified. And well, you get past that date. Now it's the legislatures. State legislatures, Republicans own them. Could be a Trump victory that way. There's avenues. So what's next? We just got to wait. We just got to let the process play itself out and keep paying attention. At the end of the day, if these votes get overturned, though, do not blame Trump. Blame Pennsylvania. They broke the rules. They should have just followed the rules. They broke the rules. One other thing, bit of good news. So not only are we going to get a COVID vaccine that's 90% effective, thanks to President Trump and Operation Warp Speed, they can deny it's because of that all they want. We know the truth. We know the truth. Trump cut through that red tape so that they could get this done quickly. The Trump administration has now negotiated with pharmacies. That virus and very in many pharmacies is going to be free. So that's another victory for Trump. It's another victory for Operation Warp Speed. It's a great thing for the American people. Maybe, hopefully, it'll allow us to get back to normal life. I don't think so, because I don't think they're ever going to let us come out of lockdown, because I got my own opinions on what they're trying to do. I got my own opinions on what they're trying to achieve with all of this. But we ain't going to go there tonight. We're going to save that for another day. That's all I got for you guys, folks. I hope you guys have a really great weekend. I do. I really appreciate your support. We appreciate you listening to the show. Please like, share, subscribe, do all of the things. And we're going to keep going, man. This is going to become the war room. But we're going to keep going. Hopefully you guys will come with us. Have a great weekend, guys. Seriously. Get out. Do something. Enjoy yourselves. Get some toilet paper. I think the lockdowns are coming back. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you guys on Monday.